just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Today is Thursday, and we've got a special day. We've got Ed with us on the show. And uh, Ed, first of all, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. These holiday periods can get a little busy. I know you were out of town. I was out of town. But I got an email a couple of days ago from a woman by the name of Bren in Canada. And she said, where the hell's Ed? And I said, (laughs) I don't fucking know. I don't talk to him every day. But then I texted you and said, do you want to do something tomorrow? And you said, yeah. So here you are. So people have been thinking about you and wondering where the hell you've been. Is it a secret or were you just uh, laying low? No, uh, see, we uh, we have family in Minnesota still. My wife does. And uh, we're here in Tennessee. The last two years, we haven't traveled because of COVID. So this year, we decided to go between the holidays and uh, meet us with as many family as we could, which was a great trip. And uh, we had great weather. They had some snow before we got there. So it's picturesque. But uh, we didn't have to drive through any. So it, it was it was a little cold, I think nine degrees one morning, but by and large, um, we picked the right week to go. So that's where I've been. Yeah, we got snow now, and it's continuing to snow now. We've got this big storm running through the country. It's really not that bad. We maybe have a couple of inches here. It's a light, fluffy snow. So that's no biggie in Minnesota. We're used to heavier shit and much colder temperatures. So I'm not whining too much at this point. How, how is it down in Tennessee? You got no snow, I'm guessing. Uh, no, what we've had, <clears throat> pardon me, what we've had is rain for what seems like a month. It's not quite that, but it's a really light rain, almost a mist, but that's all it is. We see the sun, we, we bang pans to make it go away because it scares us. Yeah. <laughs> well, up here, we need as much precipitation as we can get. The lakes are low. Uh, we want to see the precipitation. I don't want to deal with snow, and I don't have to go out as much my wife my kids my grandkids go out and that makes me a little nervous but we need the precipitation so i'm not going to whine too much about it well there's a lot of shit that's been happening since you and i (laughs) talked last Um, and most of it positive for democrats and most of it uh, negative for republicans there's one big story out and you just mentioned it before we went on here and i was surprised you didn't know yet but of course donald trump made his big announcement. He promised a big announcement t- today at 11 o'clock Eastern time. And uh, everybody was speculating. And you had some speculation on this too, right? Uh, yeah, I thought he would name a vice presidential candidate to try to give uh, give his uh, campaign a little oomph because quite frankly, it just kind of withered. Everybody goes, oh yeah, so you're running, huh? Okay, fine. Uh, that's that was the, pretty much the reaction. So I thought he was looking for somebody, and I predicted Marjorie Taylor Greene <laughs> just yeah. because I'm that uh, that uh, uh, wacky. But anyway, uh, what do we get? Well, I said before he made the announcement that it's going to be crazy or fucking flat out stupid. Donald Trump does not disappoint because it's okay. crazy and stupid and almost predictable, even though nobody predicted this. 
Donald right. Trump's big announcement was that he's making available digital trading cards. He showed the picture of him as Super Trump, and that's one of the digital NFTs or digital trading cards. And they're available now for $99, pretty cheap. And if you buy these digital trading cards, you have the opportunity to win dinner with Donald Trump or a chance to golf with Donald Trump. (laughs) This shows Donald Trump's desperation. This is a major announcement. This is a major fucking announcement. Yeah. That's that's like KTEL at three in the morning, you know? Oh my God. Oh, and crypto. Who does crypto right now? You know, I mean, (laughs) I mean, non-fungible tokens are just that far from crypto. And and, uh, I don't pretend to understand it. I mean, I I understand what they do and so forth and what you buy, but how it becomes, how it gains value, I have no idea because somebody else has to want it more than you, right? In order to have any value. Well, we know Uh, now with FTX that we do know now how you can lose a shitload of money over fucking night. Exactly. Unregulated. But this really shows how Donald Trump is in desperation mode. You know, he's been grifting money. I I did a story yesterday on the podcast how he collected like $174 million for the Republicans for the midterms. (laughs) He spent about $15 million out of the 175. I I have to laugh at that. I mean, these guys are going... Well, they're sending in their money, they're sending in their money, and then he's just hanging on to it. And they're going, huh? <laughs> well, well, and you heard the story about his his uh, his fundraising for Herschel Walker, right? Um, I, he didn't give Herschel any of it, did he? Well, well he did give some. Apparently, oh, what you would do is you'd go online and put your money to help Herschel win the Senate seat in Georgia. But when yeah. it came to the breakdown... <laughs> Trump got 90% and Herschel got 10%. Here's a guy that says he's not racist and he's marginalizing this fucking guy and stealing his money. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like the slave era or even the 60s and 50s, 60s and 70s music era when all those record companies stole everything from those black artists. This is what Donald Trump is doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, He's the biggest grifter in the history of the country, right up there with, uh, 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 oh, uh, you know, the uh, the circus guy. Um, uh, it'll come to me in a minute. Yeah, but, uh, Barnum. Barnum. Barnum, yeah. just He's a ballyhoo Barnum. That's what he is. And uh, only he doesn't even, doesn't even amuse you. <laughs> no. He doesn't have a three-headed snake to show you. But I well, well he's also, a, and this is maybe where the evangelicals, tie into Donald Trump because all their leaders and all their um, all their ministers are pretty much the same. You give yep. me a lot of money and God will give you a lot of money. You can yep. buy your way into heaven. We can exactly. save your soul. I tell you what, I've got these special blankets that I blessed. You can yep. buy a piece of that blanket for $20. You know, it's all the same shit, but yep. it's got to be frustrating uh, for the Republican Party to see this absolute joke still be the leader of the Republican Party. 
Oh, yeah, and, and have so many people, even though they just got burned by giving him money for Herschel Walker that he didn't spend or kept, whatever, and uh, and all these other scams, and yet they still somehow or other justify believing in this guy. When the, As I say, he's been a scammer from the very beginning. From the moment he came down that escalator, um, he was scamming politically. Before that, he was just generally scamming. Uh, you know, that's oh, look at all of his Trump stakes, Trump airlines, Trump casinos, Trump, Trump stakes, <laughs> <laughs> Trump suits, Trump's ties, you know, all of this stuff is all crap. And um, now so Trump's trading cards. There you go. This is the latest one. And, and they're, I'm sure, oh, these are so valuable. People will want these forever. You know, it's like the new Mona Lisa. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's going to take off much like the app True Social, True Social that was going to take down Twitter. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. failed miserably, and I'm sure these will fail miserably too. I give them credit, though, for doing it just before Christmas. I mean, yeah. if you're going to sell any to some stupid people, this would be the time to do it. And the price is good. 99 bucks, not quite a hundred, not crazy amounts. He's looking for volume, not so much a big score. Um, again, it shows me his desperation for money. Exactly. He's just looking for, I mean, his companies are going to be essentially shut down and they've been, con- the Trump organization's been convicted, uh, fraud. He's got the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, attorney general in New York, Who's going to sue him for two hundred fifty million minimum? This guy's business is done. This guy's business is done. He's going to have to be fucking traveling around in a wagon selling snake oil. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, the other thing, and I don't think we've even heard this yet, uh, one of those eighty-seven thousand IRA agents that the Republicans keep warning us about. Might want to take a look at those Trump companies too, don't you think? And see oh, yeah. how this many, how much he shorted them over uh, these many, many, many years. And if it were you or me, you would not only have to pay the money. There's quite a penalty attached too, as I remember. Yeah, yeah. There's quite quite a penalty. I've paid a penalty once time just because I was stupid, um, well, and and it wasn't intentional. It was years ago. Uh, so I would imagine Donald Trump, because it's intentional and because it involves millions and millions of dollars, I would think the IRS would uh, want a taste, if you will. Exactly. I mean, the, the guy, as you say, is going to have no assets left. Uh, uh, really, he doesn't own that much of uh, actual property. He owns naming rights and he runs places and stuff, but he right. doesn't necessarily own them. So um, I'm, unless he's stashed a lot offshore... I don't know. Uh, he could be broke real quick. Yeah, I don't. He's not the kind of guy that's going to stash stuff offshore. He spends too much money, and uh, you know, as soon as it comes in, it's gone. Like when people say, "Well, he's got a hundred million dollars." Well, that won't last fucking long. You know, if Donald Trump was a good investor, if he was a smart investor at this stage of the game, if I was him, I would have invested in a property in uh <laughs> in a country that doesn't allow extradition to the US. That would be the exactly. best investment he could make right now. Yeah, it's like the crypto guy going, "What do you mean the Bahamas doesn't have a known on extradition treaty?" <laughs> <laughs> so and that's another thing. Uh you know, the guy was dealing with imaginary money. Why wouldn't he be a crook, you know? Oh, please. But uh 
Uh, yeah, I don't know if he'll run or not. I don't know if he'll try to ball his way through it. That's like he's always done and hoped. But it looks like his legal remedies are running out pretty quick. They're pretty harsh with his lawyers, even Trump-appointed judges. Well, I think people are starting to get sick of it and, uh, you know, the time wasted. The whole situation with him trying to get this special master uh, to look through the documents, and it was only a delay tactic. And for whatever yeah. reason, this judge decided to go along with it, even though it was <clears throat> against her better judgment and against the law. She gives him those three months to delay it. But then the ultimate uh, insult is that the higher court comes back and says, okay, judge, now you have to dismiss this case and say it's dismissed because there is no jurisdiction. You have to say that you had no fucking business even addressing this issue. And that way she, she's getting off easy because they should yeah. impeach her. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, that was just so flagrant a violation of judicial ethics that that it's it's almost Thomas like. It is. It is. And you know, there's a whole thing with the Supreme Court that that we can talk about later. Now now of yeah. course the big news is next week is going to be a glorious shit show. We know that the uh, January 6th committee is going to make their final presentation, presumably on TV. They're going to take some votes on what to release or what they're going to do. They're no doubt going to give some presentations about evidence and witnesses and stuff like that. But it's limited because you only have an hour, hour and a half maybe. But they're also going to do criminal referrals. And I think there's no question that they're going to make those criminal referrals. And if they have to, if they are going to make criminal referrals, they almost have to refer Donald Trump among all the others around him. I'm just hoping that they also refer some of the sitting members of Congress. Well, considering Mark Meadows' latest uh, uh, text revelations, there should be a lot more than I thought. What did they come up with? It was a thirty. It was forty some, I believe, who had texted him about overthrowing the government directly, overthrowing the government, or in martial law, misspelled, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> and uh, and all of their other uh, collusion and and so forth. Um, but uh, I I I have a personal suggestion for the committee. I think they should take the final committee report and make it into an NFT and sell it <laughs> for $99. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you can, and you can win a dinner with AOC, which there would be more go. appealing than Donald Trump. Well, Darn you know what too. they are, what they are going to do. And, and for my money, this is uh, a gangster move on Benny Thompson. You know, while this was going on and the Republicans are all excited about the power they're going to get in the House of Representatives, Uh Kevin McCarthy says, you better save that stuff. We want to see it. We want to go through it. And the the DOJ said, yeah, we want all those documents for our investigations. Mm -hmm. And, and, And Betty Thompson says, how come you don't already have this stuff? Aren't you the guys investigating this shit to the DOJ? But instead of saying, oh, no, you can't have it, or okay, here you go, he says, you're going to get it, and you're going to get it, and everybody in the fucking world's going to get it because we're going to put it online and release it to the public. I'm sure the DOJ and the Republicans are going, oh, shit. Now DOJ's going, well, uh, now we got to come through. 
and uh, the uh, if they weren't already thinking that, and uh, you know the Republicans are going just oh shit, you know, yeah, because yeah. it really impacts so many of them. And I really wish they could have gotten that out before the elections. I really do. I think we would have seen uh, a much different outcome. I think we would have seen far fewer Republican senators. We would have lost at least two of those. Yeah. And um, and a lot of congressmen would have bit it. Well, it may end up being the same way. As this stuff yeah. comes out and some of these people may get expelled, they, they might get impeached or whatever it is they're going to do. The result may be the same. This 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 majority, the slim majority in the House, may only last for a short time because there's at least seven members of the House that asked for pardons, and they didn't yep. ask for pardons because they just like pardons. They know they broke laws. Right, exactly. So I guess we'll see. Uh, like you say, shit show is a very apt uh, description, and uh, there's so many things coming together here right before Christmas. We got the debt ceiling that they're working on, uh, government spending. We got that big uh, um, defense bill. And this is one place where I really do, uh, though I rarely do it, I do agree with Republicans that it's nothing but a bloated turd um, yeah. with full of earmarks and anything else they want to throw in there because they know it's bust pass. Plus, it's twice as big as it should be just for the military. So right. so it's it's a big pill to swallow, especially right at the holidays when everybody is pinched for money. And we're giving away money to uh, these uh defense corporations to build crap that will be obsolete before we even need it if we ever do. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's no quicker way to get rid of money than to hand it to a a defense corporation. They'll just suck it right in. Right. Right. And, and and hand it off to the military industrial complex and all their buddies will, will get rich. You know, the, 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 the thing about it is, is, is that, uh, the other gangster part of this by the J6 committee I love, and you and I yeah. have experienced these things. You know how, you know, if you're going to get fired or going to get reprimanded, they always do it on a Friday. So you got time yeah. to think about it over the weekend, you know, yeah, and just exactly. really fuck with your head. Well, yep. these guys are doing it just before the Christmas break for so two weeks. These motherfuckers are going to have to wallow in them being exposed for their part in the insurrection. I I I love that little nuance to it that they're 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 going to expose this stuff, but we want to fuck with you too. I I really appreciate that. Yeah, me too, because they deserve it. <clears throat> Pardon me. The other thing that uh, that this this does getting it out there is. I really don't think it's going to affect the Republican Party at all. I mean, the people that voted Republican in the last election will probably continue to do so, even though it's proven beyond a shadow of doubt that they tried to overthrow the the government. Because, quite frankly, in a lot of their minds, I think the end justifies the means, and they just don't care. They've long since stopped caring about things like integrity, truth, honor, any of that, it's win. That's all I got in mind. But I am hoping it does affect some of the uh, undecideds, the independents, uh, the folks that for some reason or other can't make up their mind till, uh, um, you know, they go in the booth on election day when it's so clear to us. But anyway, uh, maybe it'll make some difference uh, overall. But uh, I really think the DOJ has to do their job and they have to do it forcefully and they have to do it soon. 
Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, the thing about the House of Representatives, they're all excited. They're rubbing their hands together because they got power come January 3rd. They've got a small majority. And and I think they're going to be disappointed because they don't even have unity within their own cabal, if you will. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you've, got, you've got the MAGA people. And then you've got the people trying to get away from the MAGA people for good reason. I mean, these MAGA people, their policies, their procedures, and their connection to Donald Trump is what costs them the midterms. And there are some relatively reasonable-minded people that understand that, so they know they have to separate themselves from these crazy fucks. Now, they got a problem come January 3rd. They've got to elect a Speaker of the House, but it doesn't <laughs> appear as anybody— in the Republican Party can garner 218 votes. So that's going to be a problem, and it's going to be pretty fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it is. I mean, there have been some speculating that Trump would run for it, which I was surprised. I When that was first broached, I had to go look it up and see, yeah, as a matter of fact, anybody can run for it. Right. But, uh, uh, you know, it's so weird that uh, there has to be a compromise candidate, and uh, uh, I don't know who that would be at this point, because it's not just the Republicans voting on this. You exactly. Know? It's, exactly. It's the, it's the Democrats, too. So they may be in the, a slight minority, but they still uh, have a great deal of power. So it would, you would think it would have to be a compromise candidate of some sort. You would think so. I mean, I've even gone as far as saying this scenario. Uh, what what do the Democrats have? They have 212 or 214 uh, votes, maybe it's 213, I don't know, in that area. Um, what if what if the Democrats say, you know, we don't want a crazy fuck in there? Yeah. You know, it's got to be Republican. But go and find somebody who is at least acceptable to the Democrats that isn't going to be too crazy, that's going to undercut, they're going to undercut the uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, uh, MAGA cabal. Uh, what if the Democrats had went to somebody who they thought was reasonable? And the Republican Party that they could tolerate. And they said, well, there's only one. Who's that? Liz Cheney. Yeah, but she's not in there anymore. So they'd have to. Bring well, her yeah, but she could still she could still right. serve. You right. Know, right. Uh, is what I'm saying. And she is a Republican. She's a true Republican. I know because I disagree with her on everything practically. But, but all, the, uh, all the Democrats have to say is we're going to give you 213 votes. Yeah. All you got to do is get five votes all from right. the Republican Party. Yep. And then the Republicans' head will be spinning like Linda Blair in The Exorcist. They won't exactly. know what the fuck to do. I hope the Democrats have the wherewithal to try to pull something like that off, because then we would get our chance to own the Republicans. Yeah, and I wish they would do it as a surprise. I wish they would go to this reasonable person, whoever it may be, and get their okay, I'll do it if you can get five Republicans, and then using the leverage they may have, whatever it is, uh, on five Republicans, they ought to be, and then just call the vote and do it, and watch the Republicans just kind of wither. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're they're going to be losing power steadily over the next couple of years. You know, these investigations are going to come to light. There are going to be indictments. These next two years for the Republicans are not going to be good. It's not going to strengthen them. Even if they decide, okay, we're going to let go of this crazy shit and try to rebuild this uh, this party, it's still going to take five, six, seven, eight years to do that. It's not going to be rebuilt in time for the 2024 election. There will still be that division 
and that division is enough to make them absolutely weak. Absolutely. So we all we can do is wait and hope, and uh, that people with more power and influence than you or I can uh, can make that happen. At this point, if the Democrats don't do that, I'm very disappointed. If they don't take this advantage, because if they have some misguided idea that they can, by being the good guy, they can attract more votes, we've seen that that just doesn't work. You have to play hardball at this stage of the game, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah, you do have to play hardball. And I'm seeing some sense that they are kind of doing that now. I mean, there are some people in, in, in the Democratic Party that are, are starting to throw down a little bit. I think one good example of that is when Nancy Pelosi decided to retire from uh, yeah. from leadership and 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 them electing Hakeem Jeffries. Yeah, uh, he's kind a of a no guy. he's kind of a no fuck around guy. Yeah, it's it's a big uh, it it's a signal, and it's also a signal that the Democratic Party is now has always been really in in modern times let me put it that way uh since the since the late 60s uh the democratic party has been pretty much dedicated to diversity and yeah. uh making a bigger tent as a way of winning and it's worked for them you have to say that um so that that i think is merely an acknowledgement of that um when when we get to it before i forget i just want to tell you i want to talk about twitter some I have a big announcement, too. You have a big announcement. Well, give it to us. Give it to us. What the fuck? Okay. All right. I've been on Twitter now for about a year. I, uh, you know, I was, I had a Twitter account, but I didn't really use it. I got it to use for work and I barely used it then. Um, And then I I decided, well, let's see what I can do. Let's see how many followers I can get uh, just by posting a couple of things a day. Well, right now I just topped 2,700. And, uh, uh, which, you know, there are people on there with, you know, 8 million, right, <laughs> you right, know, right. that kind of thing. And, and some of them are bad actors, but, uh, um, I've also been just a w- little bit leery. I've been kind of waiting to see what's going to happen here, uh, and doing a few experiments and, and so forth and playing around and, uh, to see what the change here in, uh, ownership is, is going to wind up being right. But uh, uh, part of my strategy was to take on some of the the, uh, Republicans who post a lot. Um, These include my hometown senator, Marsha Blackburn, um, Lauren uh, Boebert. I I don't think in any case this is actually them uh, doing the posting. Occasionally it might be when it's really dumb. You can pretty much bet that it's either Lauren or uh, or uh, Marsha herself, but um, and and there are others lesser known. Uh, uh, I'm not even sure how to pronounce his name. Dinesh Dessouza, Dessouza, whatever it is. Dinesh um, Dessouza, yeah, I think it is. Dessouza, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's one that I bedevil quite a lot. I usually I like to post his booking photo for when he was yeah. sentenced for a felony campaign. Uh, um, interference or well he, he gave twenty thousand dollars more than he should and he gave it in other people's names you know he was convicted he was given eight months at home i believe but then trump eventually pardoned him but uh you know i, I plagued these people as much as possible but 
I actually got a follow, one of them following me now, and that's Lauren Bobert. And I'm trying really? to figure that out. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why is Lauren Bobert following me? I mean, it, am I that hot? Is that it? No, well, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that's it. I'm sure it's it's the animal <laughs> attraction that Lauren Bobert sure might have. Uh, yeah, it's like those opposites attract kind of things. You think? You know? I mean. Uh, well, maybe she thinks you're a guy to watch because you might be dangerous to her future. <laughs> now, I thought about it, and I thought, well, maybe uh, can you block you? I know, I guess you can block somebody if uh, if um, you're not following them. I don't know if they're not following you back. I don't know if you can block them yeah. or whatever. You I know, think I you can it, block anybody for any reason, yeah. you know, yeah, depending so. on what's going on. I don't so even I, know. I'm curious about it. I have not. I have not uh, followed. Let her. I've not followed her back, let me put it that way, yet, because I'm kind of trying to figure this out. Well, I like to follow some of of, of the negative people, not not on TikTok, but on, on Twitter, because I really don't care about that platform for me. I don't have that many followers, and and I like to follow the uh, the bad guys so I can fucking troll them. You know, I yeah. get all the trolls on TikTok, so I take my opportunity to be a troll on a platform that isn't really impactful for me. And uh, I, 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 you know, I'll get people following and I'll get people making comments about what I said. But as far as I know, I don't have anybody famous following me on Twitter. I know I don't on Twitter and I don't know about TikTok. It really doesn't matter. I mean, as far as whoever follows me on TikTok, they're all the same. You know, they get all excited. Well, somebody famous followed me. I don't give a fuck. They're all the same to me. We're yeah. we're, we're an equal opportunity uh, of following. Uh, but Lauren Boebert, it'll be interesting to see if she interacts with you. Yeah. And uh, so far she hasn't. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Somebody's- it may be a it may be uh you know, it's her, it's her congressional account. So, yeah. you know, like I say, it's probably not her, but, uh, um, well, you're, well, a prob- red Chinese, you're a TikTok guy. So that makes you a red Chinese agent, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I, um, I do hear from Xi Ping a lot, you know, I got, a, <laughs> I got a bunch of followers, so he's, you know, he's, he's got me checking in and stealing data and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's the funny thing about TikTok. I'm amazed by how many people are worried about TikTok, you know, because it's owned by a Chinese organization. Right. Um, I, 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 I don't know if they steal information. I didn't give anybody enough information to steal from me. I didn't give them my real name. I didn't give them my social security number. So they maybe know where I am and all that stuff. But I think the real problem most Republicans have with TikTok, TikTok has gone from being a uh, a place where cute girls dance and lip sync. But there are a lot of people like me doing what I'm doing, delivering yeah. news and trying to cut through the bullshit. There's a lot of people that have bigger, bigger followings than I do. <clears throat> and I think it's 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 bothering them that this information is getting out and getting out so quickly and completely. And TikTok is delivering that. So all they can do is claim, oh, that's Chinese. Fuck, we got to get out of there. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't see it's a real problem. Now, they put out this thing that said, yeah, the federal government and various states are banning TikTok. Well, that's not exactly true. They're banning the ability to download TikTok on government devices. 
Yeah, get back to work. You're not supposed to be watching TikTok anyway. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, (laughs) you and I worked for the Minneapolis Public Schools at one point. If they gave us a device (laughs) that they owned, would you download Twitter or TikTok or any one of those apps? Would you not get shit for it anyway? Oh, I imagine I never did. I had I had everything I needed on my phone, so I didn't right. really do it on my uh and and I was leery of, you know, getting my computer infected with a virus and spreading it all over the district too. So I I pretty much uh didn't go online with my uh work computer unless I absolutely had to for some right. for some reason. So basically this was just a symbolic thing, so they can say yeah. we banned TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> in this tiny, weedy, weedy, bitsy area that doesn't mean shit. So, so TikTok is going to lose all those people in the government that happen to put it on their government device. Oh, big right. fucking deal! This is a lot of big noise for nothing. They're not going to ban TikTok. They're not going to ban Twitter. They might put restrictions on on these apps, which is probably not a bad idea. But how are you going to ban it? I mean, uh, it, exactly. It's not uh, going the, to get banned. The genie's out of the box. As a matter of fact, this whole Republican kind of uh, focus on what they call big tech and how they're going to uh, make them accountable and they're going to uh, um, that there there's collusion between big tech and Democrats and so forth, and uh, they ignore some things like. There's not a damn thing they can do. Uh, I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to raise taxes on them? They're Republicans. <laughs> they can't do that. Right. Uh, the uh, the collusion was, you know, simply the, the FBI uh, trying to uh, um, rein in Trump after the January 6th uh, um, insurrection. I mean, this guy just tried to overthrow the country. So, yes, <laughs> taking him off Twitter was probably a good idea don't you think and uh, uh the other things that was just policing misinformation that's all it came down to and that's what they were all tasked with doing facebook twitter tiktok whoever it may be was supposed to be doing that right. and they still should be in my humble opinion i mean Right now, Twitter, not that you could trust anything on it anyway, but at this point, if you trust anything you see on Twitter, I mean, you're an idiot because uh, uh, Elon is letting anything on there, including Russian bots. They're having a field day and Chinese bots having a field day. And um, uh, right now, I think they're uh, pushing the anti-Semitism. That seems to be a biggie which it boggles my mind that's still a thing in this day and age yeah no shit well marco rubio republican senator from from florida made this comment about tiktok he's all up in arms about tiktok this is what he says the federal government has yet to take a single meaningful action to protect american users from the threat of tiktok this isn't about creative videos this is about an app that is collecting data on tens of millions of american children and adults every day we know it's used to manipulate feeds and influence elections. We know it answers to the People's Republic of China. There is no more time to waste on this meaningless negotiation with CCP or CCP puppet company. It's time to ban the Beijing-controlled TikTok for good. He made an interesting comment there. 
Yeah. He said the government is doing nothing to protect American children and adults every day. That sounds oddly familiar, doesn't it? It does. It sounds it really oddly is. familiar. We have all these sh- shootings in schools. Mm-hmm. And we look to the government to protect us. But what have they done to protect those children being shot in schools? They have done zero. nothing. They have done zero. So apparently he's equating the threats of TikTok far more important, more need to react to it than those of 18-year-old kids walking into a grade school with an AR-15 and killing kids. That just seems fucking ironic to me. It does, doesn't it? And uh, don't look for integrity from Republicans because you won't find it. They, uh, Their meter is low. They ran out. They, There is none left within the Republican Party because they are so compromised by all of these huge special interests. The gun lobby. They can't do anything about gun control because of the gun lobby. You know, that's where they get so much of their funding that comes from Russia and is filtered through the IRA. Um not the IRA, the uh, NRA, NRA. Yeah. Although the IRA is not good either. <laughs> it's not quite as quite as big a thing here in this country, but no, not um, so much. Well, I mean, when you think about it, almost everything that's bad or, or, or dangerous in this country is tied to lobbies and big money. We can't yep. control guns because of the NRA. We can't provide decent, affordable health care because of big pharma and the medical lobby. We can't. These people are pouring in money to these representatives so that they get to keep robbing us and looting us every day. And that's really where the problem is. We've got to somehow get them out of the, the mix so our government can do what they're supposed to do and actually uh, – benefit the country and benefit the people instead of just benefiting themselves. Exactly. And um, really, um, we need governmental reform on such a basic level um, because I, I fault both parties for making government so hard when it doesn't have to be. I mean, right. we're looking at this, uh, like this defense spending bill authorization, um, where we know, I mean, this is sausage making at its worst, right? All of these senators have their earmarks that they're sticking in there. And, you know, that may be something as much as uh, supporting an industry somewhere in uh, in Nebraska that right. has no reason to get any tax money. But this Nebraska senator has enough pull to grab, drag some money in there for them or, or, or whatever. Right. There's so many things going on with that. And it's, you know, they were screaming this morning about Nancy Pelosi and um, the the Senate guy, uh, Schiff, behind uh, closed doors making this bill. How is that different? It's always done that way, whether it's a Republic or a Democrat. The hoi polloi of the Senate and of the the House have very little input on that. It's always done by the leaders. And they come back out and it's voted, voted up or down. Right. You know, and if right. you know what's good for you, you'll vote it up, you know, because they have a lot of clout with committee assignments and that sort of thing. So no matter who's in power, uh, there's a lot of a lot of your money that's being sent to people that uh, don't deserve it, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, uh, possibly the biggest enemy of the American people is the American investor, <laughs> because uh, uh, that's where the money's going. And yeah. um 
the big investors in, in the defense industry, in big pharma, in uh, the gun lobby, I mean, in the gun uh, industry, and all of these, really, that's where your money is going. Plus, not only are they getting your money that way, but you're also they're, they're also uh, taxing you more to pay for the infrastructure that they use while they pay virtually nothing. So yeah. uh, uh, at some point, maybe we need a revolution. Uh, that uh, that would say, no, we don't do it that way anymore. All our representatives are going to participate. It's going to be done in debate, in the open, and that's it. Nothing in the back room. I don't care who you are. That needs to happen, and I don't know how exactly how we make that happen, but that's what needs to happen, or we will never be successful as a country in eliminating things like uh, uh, income equality, this severe income equality that we have that needs to be addressed and it never is i mean um we may give a tax break here we may uh, the democrats will come in they raise the taxes on the the big guys a little bit and they may cut the taxes on the lowest of the low a little bit but the way the tax structure is right now people making less than seventy-five thousand dollars a year their taxes are going to go up every year for the next decade while the uh, the corporations and the rich people pay nothing more. Uh, their right. taxes were cut from you know uh, by a huge percentage. They won't pay more, but the people that really need the money will pay more, a lot more. Absolutely, um, and hopefully that that will come to pass, or at least start to come to pass in twenty twenty eight when the millennials and the Gen Zs ultimately take over. Tell you what, Ed, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We are back on the Rational Boomer podcast, and uh, we have Ed with us today. Grateful for that. As much as uh, Ed offers a lot of insight, as I've said so many times, I only have to work half as hard. And uh, (laughs) you know me, the reason I went into radio is because I don't want to fucking do a real job. So it's it's nice that Ed uh, joins us as frequently as he does. Um, I wanted to bring something up, Ed, before we get into some of these other things we know that this presentation is coming by the J6 committee on Monday, but we really don't know what it's going to entail. Uh, we know there will probably be some criminal referrals, and that should cause a stir. But what else are they going to do? They said something about they're going to vote on whether they're going to do this or that, and I'm sure that's all all just ceremonial. I'm sure they've all agreed yeah. on what they're going to do. But I just saw a news story that says, they're also going to release key chapters of the investigation. Mm-hmm. So, so you know as well as I do, that's what we call in our business a fucking teaser. Yep. And you know they're going to be juicy, and you know they're going to be good, and they're going to cause even more of an uproar. I'm telling you, NFT, that's the way to go. <laughs> we can cancel the national debt. Just based on uh, folks buying that up, uh, I know I'd do. I pay a dollar for it. You know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we, maybe you and I 
could uh, have have my my kid does some graphic arts, uh, and so does my my daughter in law. Maybe between the two of them, they can come up with a Mike and Ed NFT, and we could sell it for like a buck fifty. There you sell, go, and sell ten of them, and you and I can spit the fifteen bucks. But, <laughs> <laughs> but are you, you exci- never know? Are you excited about this Monday thing? Oh yeah, I mean, it's kind of I a culmination wait. of everything we've seen, and we have not been disappointed as yet. Yeah, uh, I'm, it's going to depend on when they bring it out, but we might have to do a show on that uh, and, uh, you know, elucidate uh, uh, Absolutely. what we hear and uh, what we hope from it and so forth. And, I mean, it's going to be big. I mean, it's going to dominate the news cycle for the week, for certainly, unless, you know, they there's something uh, even worse that happens, <laughs> nuclear war or something. Yeah. It's, it's going to definitely uh, dominate for a while as the Republicans deny it all, uh, which they can't because the evidence in every case that I've seen that they chose to put out there, the evidence is irrefutable. So, uh, you know, this is, uh, it's it's like the jury in the, the Trump trial, you know, they were actually, I heard, insulted by <laughs> the defense because it was so stupid yeah. that, that, you know, it was so well presented that uh, uh, there was no way they could not uh, convict on uh, every count because there was no defense. I think it's going to be a lot like that uh, with this report. Well, what's going to be interesting about this report, because they are releasing it to the public and they're putting it on a website or whatever, this is going to be a veritable feast for media, for people like mm-hmm. you and me. I, I'm yeah. telling people, I'm saying, shit, once they put that out, we're talking a million documents, text messages, emails, documents, all this shit. I mean, all I have to do is to get content for TikToks <laughs> or a podcast is go to this website and say, let's pull up everything Ginny Thomas. And now I got yeah. the documents in front of me and we can talk about this shit. It is. See, the thing is, there's so much there that it's going to hit hard this first week, but it's going to drag on for weeks and weeks. There's just too much material for anybody to go through all at once. So it'll come out in drips and then finally it will come out in rushes of information. And every one of these things is going to be devastating to the Republicans. Exactly. And I'm really looking for the revelations of the, uh, the, the, all the text from Mark Meadows, because there are apparently more that we have not yet heard of or seen, some of which may be even worse. But you, you have the guy who's referring to martial law and misspelling yeah. it. Uh, right, right. So you know it's really him. You know, it's not his, uh, his uh, media person who's sending this out. This, this is his real text, okay? It's not an intermediary. So all of these guys, that's the case. And their only defense has to be with with an insurrection. Either, yeah, I was 100% for it, and uh, I'm not sorry, and I think we should have overthrown the government and defied the Constitution, which makes him an automatic traitor. And I say he, although it could be a she, because there were several of them there, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Bobbitt, or Mug, among them, probably very much involved in the actual um, of what actually transpired. Uh, certainly, we know Bobbert to show people around. A lot of people think Marjorie Taylor Greene was the bomber uh, and, and, and so forth. But uh, uh, their defense only had, they can only say, I either was for this and I don't care, or I am really stupid 
Yeah. I don't understand the Constitution, and I, I think just using martial law and throwing out votes and stuff is perfect is is perfectly fine. Um, so I'm either a reprobate, I'm stupid, or I'm a traitor. Those are their only uh, go tos on that. Well, the thing is with Ralph Norman, the guy who put that out about the martial yeah. law and misspelled it, somebody asked him about it. And, of course, what he did was he kind of doubled down. He said, well, I regret spelling it wrong. But he didn't go as far as saying he regretted what he said. And I, I see the irony here. I mean, yeah. here are people that are sitting in the House of Representatives. They've been elected, and they had to take an oath to protect the Constitution. Now, what they're doing here, what Ralph Norman did and the 34 other representatives who texted Mark Meadows, is the a absolute opposite of protecting the Constitution. So like yep. you say, it's a treasonous act. I don't know if that's the official word for traitor, treasonous. I don't know. But whatever it is, he's working or she's working against this country. And that is contradictory to what they're supposed to be fucking doing. Right. You have Marjorie Taylor Greene addressing the Young Republican Club of New York, I believe it was. Uh, and it really galls me that there is such a thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah. anyway, she's addressing them. And, and uh, her response to it is, well, if, if Steve Bannon and I had planned it, it, it would have been a lot better. <laughs> I mean, uh, we would have succeeded. We would have overthrown the government. So, um, And we would have been armed. Yeah, that alone is uh, against uh, that. That's just what you're talking about. She is admitting right there that she thinks it's just peachy to, uh, to defy the Constitution and overthrow a, a, re, a, uh, a legitimately elected government because there was no evidence of any fraud, just like this time. They can they can uh, posture all they want. They have no evidence of anything because it didn't happen. Right, right. Well, you know, what amazes me about Republicans or Trump LaFox or even the Supreme Court is the absolute stupidity of it. I mean, for Marjorie Taylor Greene to stand up in front of an audience and say those things when she's under the microscope or possibly being behind the insurrection, that's just why would you do that? In the same vein, we've got the Supreme Court that people are questioning their credibility and their legitimacy and say they're partisan and say they're corrupt. So what happens? Brett Kavanaugh decides to attend a party that's given by a radical right freak, and he's bouncing around there like he's uh, king of the prom. Yep. Now, I think when we ask him, why did you go? I'm sure he's going to say, well, I like beer. <laughs> Exactly. But if you're they a Supreme free beer, free beer. <laughs> if you're a Supreme Court justice and you're already under the gun for being partisan and corrupt and stuff, do you really put on the tux and go to a radical right party? I mean, what parallel universe does a Supreme Court justice go to a party put on a radical right group or even a radical left group? Aren't you supposed to be uh unbiased? Above but, the fray. You certainly are. Your social life may suck, but by golly, that's part of the deal. But they don't even think twice about it. They say what they say. Donald Trump implicates himself every time he talks. Uh, are they that stupid or are they just that emboldened that they think they can get away with it? I think it's the latter. Then you have Amy Coney Barron, 
um, saying that using the N-word in a business situation does not create a, a hostile workplace. We know that's <laughs> not true. We know that's not true. And quite frankly, if somebody uses it when I'm around, I'll make it a hostile workplace really, really quick. Let me, um, let, me, let, let me ask you this. If I was in the Supreme Court in a case yeah. and Amy Coney Barrett said something and I said, hey, you're a stupid whore, <laughs> you don't think I'd get in trouble? You might. <laughs> I think I would get in trouble. So yep. to suggest that the N-word in a business setting isn't inflammatory, well, that's just fucking stupid. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I I don't know if they were talking about uh, Paul or what's your name, uh, the cook or not, but uh, uh, I'm not sure uh, exactly where the case was, but I did see the quote, uh, and, and it boggled my mind that you can um, – but really, the way they gutted the Voting Rights Act by saying that uh, essentially that racism was done because yeah. essentially because we elected a black president that there's no racism anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Set aside the fact that only half of the American public vote ever uh, and, and half of them would probably be just fine with using it in the workplace. Um, yeah, there's plenty of racism go around. There will be for a long time to come. So anybody who says that is just a just a um, a waste of all our times and should not be allowed in in uh, um, polite company or even impolite company. The other right. thing in the Supreme Court is we've got the 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 leaker Samuel Alito. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, he's already he leaked. Uh, um, the Hobby Lobby, we know that. There's no doubt about it. Uh, right. He can lie as much as he wants to. But he also was obviously the one who leaked uh, the uh, Roe versus Wade decision or the uh, dog, uh, I guess is uh, how we should refer to it. But uh, uh, he leaked that one, too. There's no doubt about that. I, I would think that would be grounds to impeach him on both of those. Absolutely. But unfortunately, there are no guidelines they have to follow. It's all up to them to get to choose what they can do. They don't have to recuse. They should. There's some things yep. they shouldn't do, but there's nothing in place to stop them from from doing it. That's why I'd like to rename our Supreme Court. I'd like to rename them not-so-Supreme Court. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the fact of the matter is, if we don't have a Supreme Court, that seriously damages our democracy that's one of the branches of democracy and if we can't count on that well we have a fucking lot of trouble that has to be something that is immediately addressed as soon as possible because it can't stand this way yeah to me any time a supreme court justice even in their arguments uh, reveals a bias that alone should disqualify them uh, because it bleeds out. You know, if you see a Supreme Court justice who is biased against uh, black people or whatever, or if you see the uh, one who is biased against women, uh, both of which we have, by the yeah. way, yeah. Um, um, that gives aid and comfort to the enemy, so to speak. So even even if you feel that way, you gotta you got to not let it out. You should be ruling on points of law, period. Right. And and the other thing is, and I'm just going to throw this in there, originalism is stupid. It should not be allowed to be used as a, as a yeah. legal theory. It is just incredibly stupid to think that, okay, 
the Supreme Court saying, well, you can't regulate uh, uh, assault weapons because the Second Amendment says uh, uh, you can't. And that's so much bullshit, because if I walk into a school with a musket, the kids can take me down. I might yeah. get one of them. You know, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Times have changed. And 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 to deny that is, is simply there's no other word for it than flat out stupid. Well, well, the idea of originalism doesn't make any sense. And there are other areas of this country that uh, don't don't rely on originalism and aren't so precious about it. Let's take the NFL, for example. If we had the original rules of the NFL today, Tom Brady wouldn't have lasted three years. No. None of these guys would have lasted. They they adjusted for the times. Kid people got bigger and faster and stronger and they had to adjust for it. I don't think the founders of this country when they wrote the uh wrote the constitution foresaw 200 years later. And if they did, they certainly didn't think that, you know, if they knew what the changes and the advances that were made that we'd stick to those particular rules. Uh, so this, these original people, they think they're above it all. I think they're fucking stupid and they're just using that to push their agenda. It just supports what they want and what they want has nothing to do with benefiting this country. Exactly right. And, um, uh... The the right always picks out these things like, uh, okay, CRT is a good example about, about what you're talking about because it recognizes that the original intent of the Constitution was to create a country that was really great for rich white guys. Right, right. That's what the Constitution is written for. Now, the amendments help somewhat, right? But right. still, they didn't get the vote for women or to minorities or it was rich white guys who got to vote, uh, property owning, you know, white guys that, that got to vote. And we had to deal with that over the years. And that alone defies uh, originalism because we've made too many changes to say we have to go back and look at the original intent. I don't care what Thomas Jefferson had in mind or, or Benjamin Franklin or any of them because they were creatures of a different age. And as much as I may admire what they were able to, uh, uh, to create, it wasn't perfect. And they, they knew it wasn't perfect. And that's why they allowed it to be amended. Right. Right. So once it's amended, even once in originalism falls by the wayside. Well, exactly. How can you, how can you sell this original idea if you can do amendments, which ultimately changes things? I mean, right. at one point, women couldn't vote. Now they can vote. Should we go back to the original and not allow women to vote, uh, make them second-class citizens? Well, of course, the Republicans are trying to do that with Roe v. Wade and some other things. But uh, these amendments will say otherwise. That's not yeah. fucking going to work. You 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 brought up something before we came back for the second segment, and you said you wanted to talk about your brother-in-law. Yeah. You 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 caught my interest. I I can't wait to hear where this goes. <laughs> All right, now I know from what the way I sound here and and on Twitter and elsewhere, I it, it would it would seem funny that if I had any Republican friends. Well, the fact is, I have quite a few, and um, and. Um, the reason I do is that the ones that I am friends with are decent, are decent people, and they don't toe the Republican line in every way. 
Right. Uh, there are certain things about Republicans that they believe benefit them directly, and so they support that. Uh, but they may hate the racism. They may hate the, uh, um, the, the homophobia. They don't support that, but they may still support uh, the party because it seems to them that, that, that they are better for them. Now, now my brother-in-law, I actually have uh, a brother-in-law and then my niece is married to another guy who's very similar. We, we argue um, on, online and so forth, but we never get mad at each other about it, or at least I don't get mad at them <laughs> because of, in, in both cases, uh, they're decent people and they have made a really good life for their families and they are, uh, um, they're not Marjorie Taylor Greene crazy. Okay. Right. Okay. Now my, um, uh, my wife's brother, younger brother, uh, for example, we don't see him all that often and we've kind of, uh, blocked, not blocked, but, uh, somehow or other. We just don't see each other online that much, you know, yeah. so we don't have to debate all of this crap. But uh, we, we try to set politics aside. And I, I had a chance to talk with him. He's in um, he was an MK or uh, an AutoCAD guy and right. um, um, and then got into, uh, um, you know, the uh, he's like the number three guy at a large corporation that does manufacturing and so forth. And and then he was telling me that he had a hard time getting people that uh, they, the, the kind of manufacturing they do, uh, some of it, uh, the line, if you will, is kind of redundant. You take this piece, put it over here, you do something with it with a machine, you put it on a conveyor belt and so on all day long. This goes on and on, right? So it, it's repetitive, but they're paying a decent wage. And some guy thought, you know, better than decent considering the market up to you know i mean this is just this is grunt work to a certain extent but they're paying like 25 bucks an hour right right which is about what the what minimum wage should be right at this right. stage in america it should be about 25 dollars an hour so i give them credit for that but uh they still can't get people they'll get guys who come in work for a couple of days and then just you know get a paycheck and then not show up again right and that that's real disheartening you know but um they have found or he has found that his best way of getting people and keeping them is recent immigrants, particularly African immigrants. Oh. So his workforce, who knew is, yeah, his workforce is primarily, or a lot of them are uh, uh, recent immigrants from, uh, from Africa. And he has kind of fell into this idea because he hired these guys who were older who had been like electrical engineers in their country, you know, but if here they're not certified and so forth, but, but still they're really bright people. And also they have some significance in their community. So they can bring these guys in, they can put pressure on them to stay to a certain extent. And they also mentor them because some of them don't even speak English to begin with, but they're doing very, very well. Uh, I mean, it's still a hassle for him, and I can tell that he he doesn't sleep at night sometimes, wondering if he'll have enough people to run the place the next day that they'll show up. But by and large, he's finding this group of people who are willing to work, able to work, and show up. And uh, I, I just think that flies. And even he agreed that it flew in the face of this demonization uh, of immigrants that that the right is always dealing in, 
that if you if you bring these people in and you give them the opportunity, they will run with it. And I think I've, I've told you about this before in my own life. Um, this Lutheran church near where we live went under and this Ethiopian Christian church bought it. And at first they were all taxi drivers. And, the, and every Sunday morning, the, the, my whole street would be lined with taxis. But eventually that went away as they were able to move into other jobs and so forth and buy their own cars and such. But uh, I've seen it happen with, uh, in Minnesota, we saw, what did we see? Vietnamese, Hmong, uh, African and Russian, you name it. Right. Waves and waves of immigrants that all eventually pretty much integrated pretty well uh, into the mainstream culture. Wow, who 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 would ever know that a, a black guy from Africa of all places could come in and do the fucking job? I mean, that's that's what's going to happen with a lot of these Republican folks and this shortage of employees. They're going to have to bend, or they're going to go out of fucking business, and then they're yes. going to have to deal with it on a day to day basis. And apparently, this is God's way of <laughs> of teaching these motherfuckers a lesson. It's just, yeah, yeah it's crazy. You know, so I, that was that was a really really bright spot in in my holiday visit there that we were able to talk about that, and he he confirmed something that I've thought for a long time because I don't really often get that insight into the the manufacturing sector. The uh, now and and the interesting thing too, with they're paying that wage there here in Tennessee, they're bringing in all these new jobs. I mean, Ford's opening up this giant plant and so is Chevrolet and a couple of others out in West Tennessee to make uh, electric car batteries and so forth. And they'll do well out there, but there's a lot of manufacturing that's come in here too. But instead of $25 an hour, they advertise for 15 and they pay 10, you know, (laughs) you know how that works. But uh, so it it needs, it needs to be addressed across the board. And uh, we need, we do need, and the workers are here. If uh, we can get them trained and uh, and give them the jobs that they need, rather than offshoring all this stuff, I mean, I, it, it's great that, that there are people who are working in uh, Bangladesh and China, but we need some people working here too. Well, you know, I, I'm impressed that uh, that you're able to talk to some of these uh, Republicans. I, you know, I'm open to talk to Republicans if we just don't want to talk about. Uh, um, politics i don't necessarily dislike family members or friends that are republican but the problem is is it isn't so much whether i like them or not they really don't like me you know they they get it's because i'm a little more high profile i'm out there saying the things i'm saying and for whatever reason they just do not like it they want me to stop you know they'll call call my family and say your dad should or your husband shouldn't do that he could he could be in danger somebody's going to come after him and that's just code for saying shut that fucker up we're tired of hearing it and 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 at the same time you know you'll get people on on my posts and stuff oh you're stupid you're dumb they can't argue with me they just right. don't like me saying it and and you know me Ed, as well as anybody that as soon as somebody says i don't like you doing that I'm going to kick it up a notch. That's just how I do it. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. But uh, the the social issues uh, really are not there with the people I'm talking about. The Republicans don't have a problem with gay people. They have gay people in their own lives, for that matter, in their own families, uh, some of them. 
Yeah. Uh, they don't have a problem with that. They don't have a problem with uh, pretty much most of the what I call cultural bullshit. Yeah. You know, they're they're not particularly religious. I mean, they are Sunday religious people. Uh, they're not going to go knock on your door and ask you to join their church. That's for sure. Um, right. um, they may be very much into church music in a couple of cases, that kind of thing. But uh, they're they're decent people. They they do give to charity. They do that sort of thing. And they're the kind of back in the fifties when I was growing up. Um, you rarely knew who was a Democrat and who was a Republican. No, you um, didn't. You did. It, it just didn't come up. I mean, people. It was not polite. Uh, to argue about that sort of thing. And people just voted their conscience and went on their way. Um, and that's a broad sweeping statement that obviously is not true. There were crazy people everywhere, uh, even back then, but not as many. And and, and they weren't so, um, they were not encouraged to share it in public. I mean, Rush Limbaugh did something that really uh, changed things by, uh, you know, not having, never arguing with anybody per se. He was pretty much him talking into the microphone and the people they led on were A, people he could easily uh, out-argue or uh, people he just wanted to dump on and slam the phone on, that kind right. of thing. You right. know, uh, There was no argument to it. There was no support. It was just putting out blatant lies and people going, oh yeah, I feel that way too, you know, kind of thing. But he did us all a great service by by starting that ball rolling down the hill, which just kept getting bigger and bigger. And then, then we have Fox News, which I must say, all these people saying, well, Twitter colluded. What do you do with Fox News? Fox News has been around all these years and it's never done anything but collude with right wing politicians. Right. Uh, National Enquirer as a, as a publication, uh, all of these different OAN, um, all the right wing talk radio, uh, They've colluded, 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 colluded uh, for years and years and years. And why aren't they concerned about that? Yeah. You know, Rush Limbaugh did kind of start the ball rolling. He created a rallying point for these crazy fucks. But where it really changed is the moment Donald Trump came into office. Yeah. Um, he saw these crazy right wing people were supporting him. So he got on board because he doesn't care about anything but the support, the power and the money. And like you said, prior to Donald Trump, there were people who were Republicans and Democrats, and I never really uh, uh, assigned myself to any of those parties because I, I didn't care. I wasn't really that into politics. But the moment one side starts to destroy the country, obviously that causes my head to pick up and go, what the fuck here? Donald Trump is really... Donald Trump in the media is really, really responsible for the divisiveness in this country. They're responsible for the arguments and fights within families. I mean, there are people in families that will never talk to talk to each other again. And I'll be honest with you, I have a brother-in-law I certainly won't talk to again because he's he's not only a Trump fuck, but he's unhinged on top of it. So I can't trust how he's going to behave. Now he's married to my sister. And she kind of aligns with him. She's not quite the same temperament, but she aligns with him. So what do you do there? You don't walk yeah. into situations that are going to become volatile. I don't want my kids, my grandkids, or anybody else involved in that. So the only thing I can do is stay away from the situation. 
Yeah, that's and that's what we do too with with a few relatives that we have that are of the same. We just avoid the the confrontation because that's the best you can do. I, I don't mean to say that things were honky dory in the fifties. Obviously, they weren't. We had tremendous uh, turmoil on both sides on civil rights. Fifties to sixties, we had anti-war in the sixties. Uh, we had. Uh, it, it, through every decade that I've lived, there has been a major confrontation between left and right on some level. Um, but to a certain extent, I did think we keep, kept it more civil. We didn't have people breaking into the Speaker of the House's home and right. beating her husband with a hammer. But we did not have that. We didn't have a congressman being uh, gunned down at a rally or another one on a basketball court. We didn't, we didn't have that happening. And uh, one of the reasons we didn't have it happening was uh, if a guy had walked down the street with a gun in my hometown when I was a kid, it wasn't hunting season, they would, the cops would have been on it. They would have. Yeah. Oh, I got to share this one with you. This is my hometown, okay? okay. Uh, cops were called to the courthouse the other day because a guy in a clown mask with a crossbow <laughs> was stalking the halls, uh, hunting demons. <laughs> hunting demons. Demons. And I, whereas I have no doubt the place was not packed with them, he didn't find any. And uh, uh, about an hour later, they arrested him uh, about a half mile away, uh, uh, stop, stopping cars and asking him, A, if they had any drugs, or B, if they wanted to buy some. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so, but still, so, it was a little disconcerting. So he was kind of like those scalpers outside of sporting events and concerts. Exactly. Do you do you yeah. want to buy want to buy some tickets? <laughs> no, I don't want to buy some tickets. Do you want to sell some tickets? Exactly. That's exactly what was going on. It was meth in particular. So the guy was, uh, you know, he had a specialty, but uh, uh, and and he admitted he'd been smoking it, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's Which is when, you know, it makes you want to dress up and go to town. <laughs> well, you know who you can you can hold responsible for this guy doing doing meth and, and the whole fentanyl problem and all that stuff? It's fucking TikTok. You can't let yeah. TikTok run wild. No. This is what's going no. to happen. That's no. why, you know what we need? We need more. We need 16-year-olds to get AR-15s to protect us from TikTok. That's what we fucking need. Well, yeah, let's face it. I mean, if all the clerks of the courthouse had an AR-15, that clown wouldn't have stood a chance. <laughs> He's got a crossbow, for God's sake, you know? He all you got had, one shot. All, all, all you would have had was a, a multicolor puddle with big shoes and a red nose laying there in the middle of the floor. Yeah, That's that would have right. been the way to deal with that situation. Yeah. And those innocent bystanders, collateral damage. <laughs> You know, I'm sorry, shit happens. But, shit yeah. happens. It it it's it's. I I really think that these next two years are going to be a lot of positive for for normal people. I won't even see Democrats because there are some Democrats that are just as fucked up as Republicans. Oh yeah, it's just I that can they're name not. Two. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Mansion and cinema. Oh yeah, yeah. What'd you think about cinema saying I'm going to be an independent now? <laughs> I just said, uh, and that's different, Al, uh, exactly. Um, I assumed you were. Well, people were thinking that it's going to screw up the majority for the Senate. 
And it's not, and still some people have under, trouble understanding, well, we don't have 51 Democrats. <clears throat> well, <laughs> we don't even have 49 Democrats because we have another independent, yeah. that being Bernie. And, and of course, Cinema went to Schumer and said, you know, I'd like to keep my committees. She's the chair of a couple of committees and be on yeah. other committees. I'd like to keep those. Well, the only way she's going to keep those is to commit her support for the Democratic Party and caucus with the Democratic Party. The only reason she wants to be an independent is because she can't win a fucking primary coming up in two years against uh, Ruben Gallegos because the Democrats don't want her to be fucking senator. No, and and she won't be, uh, regardless of what she does. I mean, I don't think she'll draw very many votes uh, from the Democratic side, uh, if, if she chooses to run as an independent, uh, I can't see that happening. I guess she could possibly be a spoiler, but I just don't think she'll pull that much. I don't. Yeah. And I don't know why she'd want to be, you know, she's a relatively young woman. She's trying to think of the future. Ultimately, she would like to be a, a senator for six more years. Well, that's not yeah. going to happen because she fucked that up. So now she's got to put herself in a position where she can do something else. And she's all about uh, promoting herself. That's a, pretty much what everything she does is to make her stand out or be high profile in her position. Um so well, when her when she was elected, her net worth was thirty eight thousand dollars. Right. She now has eleven million, and yeah. she's only been a senator for what? Uh, four four years. years. Yeah, four years. That um, pays pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that pays pretty good. Uh, but Off the books. But yeah. she she I'm sure is greedy and still wants that public exposure. Somebody put this out, and I put this out too, uh, and it's maybe a, a Christmas dream of mine, uh, but a fix for her might be since she's all about herself and promoting herself if uh if joe biden came to her and said you know you're a real sharp gal you know what i'd like to do i'd like to make you an ambassador or put you on my cabinet now there'd be no reason why she wouldn't take that she knows she's not going to be elected in two years to the senate and if the democrats maintain their the presidency, then she can continue in the job. So she's got a job for another four years beyond 2024. Well, and then yeah, if, the only thing that would screw that up is if Carrie Lake becomes the governor of Arizona. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. But, but we know Katie Hobbs is the governor, Katie, Carrie Lake. Right. Nobody, she's ranting and raving and nobody cares. I'd hate to be Carrie Lake at this point, but Katie Hobbs would then be able to appoint a real Democrat to the Senate. And then we'd be back to a full 51 votes and no, no independent cinema. Now, I don't know if Joe Biden is, is, uh, calculating as that or if that even makes sense, but I would love to see cinema out of the, uh, uh, the Senate as quickly as possible. And the fact now that Manchin has been neutralized, which is what I'd always hope for, has got to make him a little more malleable, too. He's not the big shot strong man that can decide everything. He's fucking nobody now. Uh, yeah, he'll get to keep his committees, too. And he's always got that threat of, well, I could become an independent, too, and caucus with Republicans, I guess. Uh, I, I think the, the trouble with that is I do think that him being a Democrat helps him in West Virginia because he gets all the Democratic votes 
but he he winks at the Republicans and says, "I'm I'm really with you," and they get that, and so he's kind of in the best of both worlds there because um, they will help him get reelected because of the Democrat part, but uh, at the same time, he's he's they'd get rid of him if they could if they could replace him on the Democrat, but that, that's not that's highly unlikely in West Virginia. Joe Manchin in West Virginia as a quasi-moderate Democrat is the absolute best the Democrats could hope for out of West Virginia. It's not going to get better than that. It's going to be some crazy fucking Republican, if not Manchin. So we might as well try to live and deal with Manchin. And the best way to do it is neutralize him by getting enough people in the Senate. Yeah, I wake up sometimes going, why the hell couldn't we get rid of J.D. Vance, too? I mean, that would have done it, you know, and he uh, we we were so close. We were so close. Uh, well, and my girlfriend, uh, Lauren Bobbitt, I mean, my God, Robert, uh, Bobert. She, five, Bobert, 500 votes. Different. Is that what she won by? She would, yeah, 500 after the recount. I, I would, I would, I would like to walk through that part of town that she she got elected in, and 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 just see what these people look like. How, in any possible way, could you vote for Lauren Boebert after all you've seen? It's it's fucking crazy to me. I don't know how people could be that ignorant. They don't see it. They watch Fox News, which never shows it. Uh, you know, unless they can spin it in a positive way. Um, uh, for their uh, their watchers, they they don't see MSNBC. They don't listen to, our, to us. They don't in any other way. They just know that she likes guns, just like I do. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, well, you know. And the other thing we have to consider now with this January sixth committee coming up, up with all this information, the DOJ and Jack Smith. Well, what are your thoughts about Jack Smith? I know when I when I first saw him, I thought it would slow things down. That's Clearly not the case. I th- I think now, after seeing what I've seen, hiring Jack Smith was uh, a brilliant move by Merrick Garland. It takes him out of the political part of it and lets Jack Smith do what the fuck he needs to do. Yeah, I think that may be the case. I, I was encouraged when I saw he was, you know, putting subpoenas out to all of these uh, other states uh, to get uh, the information there, to get them on record and so forth. So. I, I'm hoping that the uh, with the holidays are behind us, and uh, that he will launch right, and the committee report is done. Um, that he will jump in with both feet. Um, I know Liz uh, Cheney was uh, there was some problem with the committee because she wanted to concentrate on Trump and the rest of the committee wanted to expand it a little bit, I guess. I don't know what they came up with. We'll see. But uh, taking out Trump is key. It's just key to everything else. It is key to take him out. And I think if you take him out, a lot of people will fall too. I mean, there's a lot of people that were involved in the insurrection that we need to know who they were and what they did, and they need to be accountable for that. But once you take down Don, it's like cutting off the head of the snake. Once exactly. you do that, the rest of it will fucking die. There's just no the, question about it. Right. And I, in some cases, I don't think you can convict Trump without convicting some other people well, who absolutely. were directly involved with it. We now know that Don Jr. was heavily involved in uh, uh, the fake electors, for example. We right. just found that out. I mean, we all knew it, probably. But uh, um 
we're starting to put it all together and how really intricate this was and how uh, how dead serious they were about it. They really thought they were going to do this. And one of the things we found out in some of the texts that came out, that it turns out Jim Jordan was kind of one of the architects for this whole, yes. whole uh, Mike Pence thing. You know, yeah. he made some comments saying, well, he can do this, he can do that. He didn't probably come up with that himself. Somebody fed it to him, and then he sent it to Mark Meadows. But nonetheless, it's it's kind of like Ron Johnson. If you're just the middle guy handing off things, well, you're still part of the crime. Right. I, I have a proposal for Congress. I was thinking about this earlier, and I uh, we – the general public may not know this. We, I'm sure, have a, most of our listeners are above average, so they probably realize that, that no senator, no member of the House ever writes a bill. They're written by a lobbyist somewhere or somebody right. in a think tank. They're, right. they're carefully written for whatever purpose they want, and then they hand it to whoever they want to introduce it, right? right. I, I would like to outlaw that. And then say that you have to go in a room with a pencil and a, and a legal pad. And when you come out, that's the bill. Right. You can't, right. you can't, and you can't have a phone. <laughs> you can't talk to anybody else. This has to be what you came up with. And, uh, and, um, and, and you have to be able to articulate it. You have to be able to understand it. And you have to be able, then everybody, every senator has to read it. Well, every that- congressperson has to read it. And that's the thing that always amazes me. We always hear, well, this bill's 300 pages long. Nobody's read it. Well, how about the guy that wrote it? Well, he's not in yeah. Congress. So you're, yeah. you're right. We elect these people thinking that we're going to have them do what's best for us. We think they're intelligent. We pay them $175,000 or whatever the fuck it is they get. And they don't even do their fucking job. Exactly. They're, they're, you know what they they're are doing? They're down the hall on the phone raising money. Yeah, that's, no shit. That's con- every congressman, every senator has to spend a certain amount every day raising money for the party. Uh, that should also be out loud. No fundraising on Capitol grounds. If you want to, if you want to get on the phone, you want to raise some money, uh, you got to do it from somewhere else. You can't do it on the Capitol grounds. Not and, anymore. And I think there should be a minimum or a maximum that you can use in any election. If everybody yeah. got the same amount of money, then we could we could vote for people on their merits, not based on how many fucking ads they had. Just because they might inundate an area with ads, that shouldn't be the reason they get the votes. But unfortunately, people aren't the sharpest, and they see this name constantly, and they vote for them just because of the familiarity. But uh, we we should be dealing with with merit. You know, I, I was talking about merit on something else and we're running late, but we're going to have to go here, but I yeah. just wanted to suggest something to you. We were talking about Christian cinema going right. independent. Barry, uh, um, Bernie Sanders is also independent. Right. And I, and I thought, you know, maybe just maybe cinema's onto something here. If everybody in the Senate was independent, then we could vote for them based on their merit and their success as opposed to what club they fucking belong to. You don't vote for them just because they're Republican, regardless of what they are, who they are, or what they've done. Make everybody fucking independent. Maybe we do away with the whole two-party system, do away with parties, and just focus on the individual. And then you can live and die by whatever it is you accomplish. And you're you're pushed and you're forced to do something of value in order to get reelected. Why, you're just a damn radical. 
<laughs> yes, I know, and I'm happy to be that. No, I, I, I'd actually support that. I think uh, somebody else would who would would be George Washington, except he's dead. But yeah, he uh, I, th- I, I think you would. I think he would have said, "Yeah, that's the way to go. No parties." You know, we just uh, everybody on their own merit, and uh, and that's it. I mean, around here where I live, most people don't know who the representative is. No, you know, they vote for the R. That's all there is to it. They don't know what they voted for in the last Congress. Uh, um, Tennesseans uh, were surprised, apparently, that uh, when Roe versus Wade was overturned, that the state con- the the state bill they had ready, you know, that already ready to go in, didn't have an exception exception for rape or incest and so forth. And they're 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 astounded by that and upset by it, but they just weren't involved enough to know. Yeah. Um, I knew it, you know, but uh I'm smarter than that. Yeah, <laughs> or at least it? It, it interests me more. But but uh, they didn't know. They're not engaged. And they the, their uh their representative could probably be arrested for something. And there have been a couple who were who were reelected. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ed, we are running out of time. I'm uh, uh, glad you had a chance to come back and join us here on the rational boomer podcast. Don't stay away so long next time. I'm getting heat from the listeners. I want you <laughs> fucking back here. Well, I'm glad to be back. We'll try to try to stay with you more. Well, because your pay is going to get cut. If you don't start showing up, you're going to, you can get half as much as what you're getting now, which is well, a solid. I want zero. twice as much, or I'm not coming back. <laughs> Done. Done. All right. See, that's how you negotiate, kids. <laughs> that's right. All right. All right, Ed. Thank you for coming by. For the folks listening, thank you for taking the time out of your day to sit and listen. I hope you have a great day, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.